And you can find me in prison, locked up, talking about do the right thing. <laughs> at L dot A dot <laughs> underscore GFC on all platforms. Or is the is IZ? I don't know. That G Shock twenty three. That nigga's a fucking child. <laughs> Got the IZ is <laughs> Yo, grow up. <laughs>wake up wake up wake up wake up up you wake up you wake up you wake up you wake i'm light-skinned i'm your host light dot skin dot and i'm here with a few of my closest friends who are much darker than me and thus do not get the same privileges i do down here in texas i'm here with the spirit gunner the way gravy to rap Cam, motherfucking Archer. <laughs> and then that's my cue to come in with this one right here. It's a heater. <laughs> Talk to these niggas, Steven Seagal. <laughs> you ain't know Steven Seagal had a rig out? I did not. Oh, wow. What is happening? No, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. That's for Steven Seagal from his album Songs from the Crystal Cave, bro. Come on, oh, dog. Man. Look at cover art, B. Look at Steven out here. <laughs> Steve on the cover art with the guitar. Do you even know how to play? <laughs> Absolutely not. Ain't no way in hell that nigga know how to use a guitar. Um, yeah, man. Uh, go get cameras outside out right now. You feel me? Bam, 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 bam. All that cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, we have... The family man. <laughs> the one with all the facts. And the lyrics. The director. Hey, Devon. It's getting deep. Oh, man. I always wondered why nobody checked. Listen, I got all the respect for JT, JC. I thought he's the most talented member of the of the NSYNC band. But who was it? Who? Why did nobody check him when he said, and I quote, are you feeling my Tims, my baggy jeans, my thug appeal? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. What was he wearing? Was he wearing Tims? I'm just. I can't remember in the music video. Was, was he, he wearing Tims? Was he wearing Tims in the music video? <laughs> I don't think they did a video. I thought they did. Uh, maybe not. Did they do a video? I don't know. I don't think that. I, I, they did. I never watched it. But if he was wearing Tims, is that thug appeal? If he had on baggy jeans and he posed a certain way, I'm okay. But I'm okay with the baggy jeans and the Tim's. That's thug appeal. It's the best. well. No, here's here's when I realized it wasn't his fault. Is <laughs> where I realized it because that's the original lyrics, regardless. Because there's a version without him on it. You're right. So he's he's just doing the, the the verse from a male perspective as opposed to her singing about him. And I guess and it might have been it might have been probably racist <laughs> to be like, hey, we got Whitey on here. Let's, what can we what can we exchange thug appeal with? 
That'll be more suiting. Are you feeling my cargoes and <laughs> and sandals, yeah. my white appeal. Yeah, okay, that worked you out. You can't change the lyrics up, you know what I mean? Like, but okay, but yeah, no. But I, it's okay because it's a fantastic song, that, yeah. so it's fine. And he's vocally crushing. Yes. It. Yeah, he was always the the most vocally talented member, but he just. Nobody listened. Nobody was listening to "Blowing Me Up" with her love, and that was like the main song from the Drumline soundtrack. Yeah. They didn't care. Well, my so my wife finally. I don't know how she had never seen it, but she or heard it, or <laughs> both seen and heard. But she was watching that clip from the Mickey Mouse, the Mickey Mouse uh, of of J C. Uh, 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 Justin J T. and Ryan Gosling. Right? Who's the black guy? There's a black, there's a, exactly, there's a fourth black kid there that nobody talks about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know who he is. Hey, we all know who that is, bro. Everybody know. Quit playing, bro. Man, that was, you know what I mean? That was him. Oh, man. But it's always fun watching Ryan Gosling try to hit those Casey and JoJo Hey, uh, runs. He was kind of putting a thing on. Oh him. man! All right, you see, you see, he's just a kid. Well, he got yeah, he Steve did get a little, he did back. get his number in the movie, so and he didn't sound terrible. Well, he's doing numbers. That's yeah. all he's doing numbers on iTunes. So he's shout out to to the big Gosling, eh? Even though I was talking about earlier, I was telling somebody about a, a place beyond the pines and how much that movie just fell off a fucking cliff in the middle. You ever watch that movie? Which one? A place beyond the pines. It's been so long. I don't even remember. That was it. him, uh, Bradley Cooper, Eva Mendes. Where he's like the stunt driver, like a stunt. Oh, motorcycle I remember driver. loving the opening shot, which was fire. It was like a wonder of him walking out of his trailer and he went in mm-hmm. to do a little motorcycle thing. Yep. But after that, yeah, kind of lost yeah, that interest. Movie, that movie, the middle of that, from the middle of that movie on, ass, dun, 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 dun. fucking sucks. What? Who wrote that and thought that was a good turn of things? This is a podcast where three black men get together to say what we mean and mean me oh, what we yeah, say and say bad. what we mean, <clears throat> and also peace to Radio Raheem. <laughs> This is the Do the Wrong Thing podcast episode. Light skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell by now, uh, LA is not with us today. He's handling some some matters that are actually very important. So shout out to LA. You know, uh, we should be back with us next week. But if we're keeping form with the podcast, LA got caught up for dealing and it finally <laughs> caught up to him. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to do the crime. You got to do the you know, time. He had to do his dog. little bid. You know what I'm saying? He got to do a he, bit. He'll he, be back. He came up with a light plea, so his his time yeah. his time under not gonna be too crazy. I ain't gonna say he snitched. I'm gonna just say he coming home sooner than we really anticipated. I'm not familiar you know with the case. I haven't read. I haven't read all the facts of the case. We don't. We don't have Megan Kunif on this case, <laughs> so we don't really know what's going down. You feel me? But you know, I will say though, I was at the gym yesterday. And I saw this woman, this black woman, she was doing squats. And I, I looked at her and I, I walked up to her just, and I wanted her to know, you know what I'm saying? As I said, my heart breaks for you. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, you're bald headed and black. I know Antonio's coming for you at some point in time. Like what he's done to you, I don't condone. And then she called security. So I'm at a new gym now. I'm, I'm in a different city, but you know. I just wanted her to know that I cared. Hey, you know side note: this might get us into trouble, but check this out. I was okay. wa- I was watching <laughs> okay. I was watching a podcast. It was like a clip, and somebody asked a question, and I haven't I haven't had a true gym membership in a minute. It's been a while. Okay. So things have changed drastically since the last time I frequented like a regular gym. Mm-hmm. The question was posed, 
should gyms because already we've seen them a lot of them crack down on filming the question was should gyms have dress codes should gyms have a dress code yes now they didn't get into specifics as to what the dress code should be but the suggestion was that there are people on, of both of, of all sex all sexes Mm-hmm. That come to the gym, essentially half naked. Yeah, and the question is, because <clears throat> I'm even thinking, like, for, as a guy, like, I can't take my shirt off in a gym, right? I don't know if there's a rule against that. Oh, I don't know that there is a rule. I mean, I've never been in the gym and took my shirt off. Now you do have guys that you have. You know damn well I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, I don't even take my shirt off in the locker room. Nigga, I do that at home. Let me see my titties. Because you see that, like, with the guys and with the ladies, you see the, the invention of those, what, what, the, I call them the pandemic the, the pandemic tights, because they came out during the panty, <laughs> is the ones yeah, that yeah, are, like, yeah. designed. They give a little lift. They're designed they to ride, to ride to your, the, the central areas. Yeah, they give a little bit of a lift there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They give a little and lift I get it, because when you're in the gym, around. you're trying to pose yourself in a way that gives you, gives you the confidence, that makes things look good, because you're in there trying to shape and chisel and different things like that. But it was a question I had never really thought of. I'm not Don't the type to get I'm not the type to get caught those, up in the gym. There's like nothing there. It it does happen where I'm like, what's going on here? Are we here? Like are we here to minor. work or are we here to put on a show? About, you want to talk about a bump in the road when they ain't got nothing back there and they be wearing those and it's just <laughs> just cutting off circulation, just trying to force something together that's not there. <laughs> It's like a mirage, and I feel bad for her legs because there must be no circulation going to that. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, I feel you though. <clears throat> I, I don't, don't know. care. I like okay, because I go. You know you know, when I, I say it goes both ways because also, niggas, stop wearing jeans in the gym. I don't need you wearing jeans in the jeans in the gym is nigga. sick. You're a sick nigga wearing fucking construction gloves <laughs> and wearing jeans, nigga. Get some fucking basketball shorts or something. Get some joggers, some fucking some some. You know what I'm saying? Why are you in denim? Typically, I like to go in what they call pump covers. So I like to have like like a super baggy shirt or sweatshirt. So like I'm talking like like four X. Like this thing is large, and then I'll have on some shorts or like some joggers or something like that, and some whatever kicks. But I know. have some shorts that are pretty short, but you know, ain't nobody checking for me. But I do wear that's hoodies because I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm in cut, I'm in cut season. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because Lord knows there's a lot to cut. So <clears throat> I'm in cut season. So I'm usually wearing a hoodie, maybe even like a, a sauna shirt, a sauna hoodie. You know what I mean? But usually I'm in shirt, shorts unless I ran out and need to do laundry. Then I got some some joggers for the gym that I But never the jeans. Never the jeans. One of the never dinner. <laughs> I will say there was one pair of joggers that I realized had shrank. In the wash, and I put them on because the other one's all fit fine. And then I put those on. I went, ooh wee! I am showing some stuff. It was like you wearing, today. like you was wearing the tights. Yeah, no, I, I did. I was, and I was doing like upper body stuff, and I was looking down like, oh god! <laughs> I was like, you see it all. I got to get out of here. I felt disgusting with myself for trying to make it seem like I was trying to show out and put on a show. Uh, but I mean. It's not, it is kind of fucked up because I mean, obviously if women are just wearing like, you know what I mean? Like a sports bra that covers up, it's for, for athleticism. You know what I mean? No, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, mean, like, like, I get it. Like I, I understand it. It's just the line. I don't know where the, I don't know where the line is because. 
There is. Yeah, a, I can't yeah. really say they're not supposed to just be in here in hoop shorts and shit like that. That's not really what's comfortable to them. So. Because you want to see, no. you want to see the shapes, and you want to see. Cause that's why they lie in the entire exactly. gym with mirror yeah. mirrors because they want you to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, so typically, you try to wear something that's going to show off so that you can see what you have to fix, what you have to tone in or tone down or whatever. Uh, I think. Oh, dear. That could either be good or bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> it just. It only happened for a second, so I think we're okay. <laughs> okay, all right, man. Uh, so <sighs> we kind of we kind of got off our, our off our bases, you know what I'm saying? Uh, most importantly, fuck LA. That's first and foremost. Second of all, um, please be sure to check out all of our sponsors that we don't have. If you would like to sponsor us, feel free, and be sure to go check out our merch. Obviously, do the wrong thing. Merch. Go buy some. If you don't have any, then fuck you. Now, <clears throat> that's my LA. PSA of the day, but let's get to these RIPs that we usually get into in sloppier fashion because LA doesn't care about the Is a sick nigga. <laughs> Very sick. Uh, we lost a lot. Obviously, we weren't able to podcast last week due to some unseen, unforeseen circumstances, but uh, I want to give an RIP to Sinead O'Connor, one of the first celebrities in my lifetime who really just said, I'm not messing with the church or the Pope. <laughs> Tore up a picture of the Pope on TV and was pretty much blackballed industry-wise. But that's that takes a lot of bravery to stand up for something like that, whether you agree with it or not. She passed away, I believe she was 56. Uh, I don't, I have not seen a cause of death. But obviously, she's most notably known for her rendition of Nothing Compares to You, which I didn't know Prince wrote when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, Nothing Compares to You was her big record. <clears throat> May she rest in peace. We lost Paul Rubens. For those of you who don't know who that is by his real name, that is Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman passed away. He had been dealing with cancer for a while. None of us really knew that. He was 69 years old. He passed away uh, last week as well. Rest in peace to him. He obviously was known for Pee Wee Herman, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He also was in Blow in a much less kid-friendly role. <laughs> he was in Mystery Men. You know, he had some, some roles after that. But <clears throat> rest in peace to Paul Rubens. This one really sucked. We lost Angus Cloud, uh, a.k.a. Fesco from Euphoria. Um, I'm not too sure if it was 100% solidified, but it was being assumed that it was uh, he took his own life uh, after losing his father. They said he wasn't really able to recover from that. Uh, he had only been like a couple weeks, right? Him. Yeah, it been like a week, I believe, since his father passed, if not a little bit more. And he's always been very open with his struggles with mental health and things of that nature. So very, very unfortunate. Only 25 years old, we lost... Angus Cloud um, still really, really sucks. Rest in peace to him, young dude from the Bay Area. And we lost a musical legend as well. Uh, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm about to play it. I don't give a fuck. Flag us, fucking whatever Spotify. I don't care. He getting, he getting to play today. <laughs> you ain't gonna fuck my shit up. Why are there so many mixes of this? <laughs> Yo, wait, why are there so many mixes? Oh god, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> there we go. There you go. We just gonna we just gonna do this. We're about to get funky. Now people said I was fucked up. And I don't agree. Let's do it. Because I said this has the ability to be the most lit funeral of all time. 
if they just did a big, a big, a big cha cha slide at the funeral? Dog, no, with the casting. Listen, listen. I'm saying, just imagine at the end of the. Okay, now they, they, they get an extra. Can I get the Club Star version? Oh, good God. Oh, okay, they, never they, mind. They, they, <laughs> remix, they remix that to him. Dog, it's a whole. That was the. I opened up the single, the six versions. In. I said, could you imagine if, like, right at the end, it was just like, how low can you go? <laughs> Can you go down low? And they lower the casket. That would be fucking dope. Look, I don't, y'all better do that with my funeral. Fuck y'all. Y'all better do that shit with my Maybe funeral. if they started the whole part <laughs> and everybody's at the everybody's at the grave site, they're kind of doing the dance. Yeah. And then the low then imagine, and then the low part, then they start lowering the you, casket. If you freaked it and then brought them back up, reverse, reverse. And you raise them back up. You know what I'm saying? And then right when the funeral about to end, everybody clap your oh hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> It would be dope, man. Hey, yo, that man's a legend. Well, it would all depend on what type of what type of um, humor or sense of humor the family has. Unless he I wrote that, because like, he could have wrote that into a will and said, "Hey, when I, at my funeral, I want y'all to lower yeah, me into the cast. I want y'all to lower me in. singing. <laughs> How low can you go? I, you know who ain't gonna do some shit like that is like DJ Webstar. He ain't doing that with chicken noodle soup. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't really got the impact. No, no, this is this is ain't forever gonna, cemented. <laughs> At every black get together. Some white ones, this is always going to be played. Yeah, I'm always on the lookout for watching white people do that or the Cupid Shuffle. I'm always interested to see how they rank that work. It's always a the tricky situation for them. Yeah. But rest in peace to DJ Casper. And a big not rest in peace. It's a little Tay. Oh, my God. I'll be honest with you. I still don't remember anything about Lil Tay. So you don't remember when Lil Tay was originally going viral when she was like, they was trying to explain it to me at work, and I was like, it's not not ringing a bell. <laughs> Did you see her picture and it still didn't ring any bells? Yeah, nope. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> Lil Tay did. Get, it's just been a while, so I feel like since Lil Tay really been on the radar. Like, yeah. Now, but Lil Tay used to famously go viral, running around with stacks of money, talking about trapping and shit, doing rap shit in front of foreign cars and shit on on like TikTok and well, not really TikTok Vine. You know, shit like that early on. And uh, recently it was announced on her Instagram from what it seemed to be like her family that her and her, both her and her brother were dead. And they were grieving over this. And all these publications started posting about it, major publications. And turns out she ain't dead. <clears throat> Alive and well. Uh, hacked not only hacked was, the, was the explanation yeah, we were given. Hacked. And not only did none of these other people, only people who did their due diligence was the BBC. The BBC said, well, we called the police and they said, we've heard nothing about this. We called her family, couldn't get in touch with them, so we didn't report on it. Everybody else just jumped the gun, <clears throat> trying to get them clicks up. And Lote is not dead in any way, shape, or form. And neither is her brother. I think people were kind of quick to believe this was true because they've always felt that her family was exploiting her. No, uh, okay. From a very young age. Because, I mean, you're nine years old. You're not just, you didn't just tell your mom and dad to pick up the camera and film you. Hey, I want to be a trap star, mom. Yeah, so there was always that whole mindset. uh, And people try to begin this narrative of abuse and things of that nature. But who did it? Who knows? You know what I mean? I don't know who did it. It could have been her. I guess they said she had some type of, like, crypto coming out the day that they announced that she died or whatever. So maybe they thought this would drive up engagement who knows but a uh, big no r.i.p to Lil Tay yeah. who still isn't on Antonio's radar so. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Antonio ain't caught up yet, baby. Small Asian child uh, pretending to be black. I'll probably (laughs) tune that out immediately. (laughs) Um. but yeah, I mean, I'm glad she's not dead. Yeah, yeah of, course, of course, I, I, of course. I, I was, I was sad. Like, damn, she's super young. Yeah. But you know, it sounds like somebody either she did it and she just wanted clout, which is, you know, how things go in this day and age. Because now people are talking things. about her. Yeah, people are talking about her. I was, I hadn't talked about Lil Tay in six years, if not more. So, yeah, shout out to her. And hmm. all right, <clears throat> now somebody who uh, we won't be seeing for a while either, possibly another six years, is Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez was finally sentenced for the shooting of Megan the Stallion in the Footox. And after a delay, it was supposed to happen uh, last week, actually. Last Sunday, they were supposed to do that shit. Yeah, L.A. court system. The other day. Well, no, it was more like the judge was like, I want more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, despite getting 75 letters basically in Tory Lanez's favor of he's a good person and He's a good guy. One of them, one of them, including Iggy Azalea, <laughs> who honestly, this is the first time a white woman's gotten more flack than a black man. Because Mario also sent yeah. a letter saying, you know, he's great, he's a good guy. He should, he wouldn't let, you know, he wouldn't shoot a fly. And Iggy Azalea said, I didn't know this was going to be read in public, so you thought she was just going to get away with it behind closed mm-hmm. doors, Iggy. All right, for sure. But even with all that, and with Tory Lane saying, you know, I was wrong for all the stuff I said, you know. He never admitted. He never admitted to doing anything. Yeah. He was like, he was wrong for tweeting about it and all the jokes and all the music and blah blah blah. The judge said, yada yada yada, nigga, ten years. Bang bang. So Tory Lanez got. <laughs> 10 oh, I years. thought I, I used to have that sound effect on here. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, Tory got a ten year sentence. Obviously, I assume he's gonna do like half of that. Uh, with good yeah, 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 probably. His hair. He gonna he gonna get out with that hairline looking real rambunctious. Um, probably a little bit buffer, a little shorter, a little lower to the ground. But yeah, I mean, ten years, and people were trying to say like, well, Remy Ma got eight years, and she was remorseful when she shot her friend. She shot her friend in the stomach, though. <laughs> so that was you got to go below the needle of what attempted murder now. Uh, so, but she got eight years for that. So I mean, apples and oranges to me. Yeah. But I feel like if if Tory would have just shut the fuck up. It probably <laughs> didn't help. Jump, his sentence wouldn't have been as severe. I don't think he could have got out of this at all. But um, I don't think his sentencing would have been ten years if he would have just never been talking. I mean, everybody time. keeps doing running into the mistake of like comparing this trial with a bunch of other trials that took place in entirely different states, and then people got to realize that that's just the way things can happen in some states that don't like Boosie. Boosie got online and he was like, he was like, oh man, yeah, like ten years. I mean, I mean, he got five. He was like, he was down in the South. They'd have gave him forty years. <laughs> like, depending yeah. on where you are, because you know, had this happened in Texas, like or Houston, like her hometown, had this been New York, mm-hmm. if they'd have been New York, they'd have threw him under the, rap. they'd have put him under That's the jail. Rap. They tried to put Plaxico under the jail for and he himself. shot himself. <laughs> he, shot, he, he shot himself. <laughs> so, you know. California is not as tight on gun laws as New York, but it is a, it is a mm-hmm. stiffer state when it comes to uh, gun laws. So, and the other the other case, of course, that people were doing comparisons to because the sentencing came down this week as well was former NFL wide receiver. I don't know what team he played for. It's a little yeah. uh, Henry, Henry Ruggs, 
was finally sentenced for doing 130 while under the influence of alcohol and killing a woman and her dog in Las Vegas. I don't know why he was out there. I don't think his team plays there. Uh, but he uh, was sentenced to three years for that uh, reckless driving, manslaughter, yada, yada, yada. And people were, of course, trying to bring that comparison up as well. Yeah. And once again, it's Nevada. Uh, and other than that, that's I, I honestly can't help you there. I don't know how he gets three years for that. But Yeah, it's the thing. Know. Like, it's, it's not the same. Like, there, each of these cases have different judges, different lawyers, different. There's so many different things that all depend on somebody's interpretation, which unfortunately makes what should be more black and white gray. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That is unfortunately the world we live in. Yep. You know, innocent until proven guilty. You know, where you're at in life can also play a role in the way you're sentenced. Or you could just be found guilty within the court of public opinion without any real knowledge of the situation, much like what happened to our guy. Jaime Fox. <laughs> now, Jamie Fox tweeted out something. Well, not tweet. I'm sorry. He put on his Instagram story. Or was it even a post? I think it was a post. He posted on Instagram something that we, as, you know, niggas, say all the time, which is, you know, hey, they hated Jesus. Jesus they, they killed Jesus. You know what I mean? What they going to do to you? They hated Jesus. You know, like, it's like, hey, if, if Jesus can get hated on, so can you. Hashtag. You watch your back. Hashtag fake friends. Fake friends, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a very common thing. Nobody's saying it's not, right? Now, somehow, some way. Now, I'm not gonna speak for any other, you know, walk of life of people. Who am I to say? Right? But what I will say is shut the fuck up. So Jamie Foxx posted this and it was somehow viewed as anti-Semitic because he said they killed Jesus because apparently as much as we are mimicked as a culture and as a people nobody knows that black people say this all the time and it's in a reference to fake friends and you know people being hated but even this it just doesn't make sense on multiple levels one because it literally says hashtag fake friends so clearly he is talking about friends that are fake yes and so if you want to question who are those friends Jewish? Jesus was Jewish. Why do we keep doing that? Why are we acting like Jesus was some non-Jewish guy that got murdered by some Jews? He's a Jew too. He got killed but by was, his boys. He was a black Jew though. He, he got was a black Jew. Though. He got sold out by his boy. That's exactly We're real Jews. <laughs> Pick up a book, my brother. We the real Jews. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, real quick. I was at this. I was at this dinner. We was in downtown Riverside. And across the street was set up some black Israelites. And there was some un- uninitiated people at the table. Oh, like what are they talking about over there? I was like, yo, don't even look. Just eat your dinner. They were like, oh, but this seems interesting to talk. I said, listen, you see the guy with you see the guy with the bullhorn? <laughs> Sit down and eat your dinner. <laughs> Cause they're waiting, they're waiting for a fresh meal. And it's just not they worth got it. Pantlets. It's not, it's pantlets not worth it. Pantlets on pantlets waiting for you. Here's how I think it went. Because we haven't gotten to talking about who we really need to talk to or talk about is Miss Jennifer Aniston. Now, correct. Yes. I'm not a fan of, of, of Friends. She was cool and horrible bosses, which is why I think they got to the point where they, that's probably where their friendship connected because they were both, they both were in. I forgot that he's in horrible bosses. Yeah, they were both in horrible, horrible bosses. bosses. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I ever found her. Dorit, so too. she posts yeah. 
I don't even feel like repeating it, but just a whole bunch of I stand well, against. Well, because she liked his post. That's what she I think. She liked his post and then tried to claim that she didn't. So well, she, she saw quote, the smallest win. Yeah, so she put it on her gosh. story and said, I stand against anti-Semitism or blah, 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 blah. What I think happened is she saw her friend or at least a beloved coworker who posted something about being uh, 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 betrayed by people close to them. And she liked it because I assume that she is a an intelligent being that understood exactly what the hell he was talking about. And then say, you know what? Yeah, because I've had fake friends. Dine me out too. And then somebody on the internet probably made waves about it being possibly anti-Semitic. And then she's like, hold on now. Threw my man Jamie under the bus. And it was well, like, I didn't like it or not like. What you mean you didn't like it? We saw that you liked I it. I never liked this post. We saw it's that you liked it. Why are you lying? Actually, because she's white. So instead of standing up and saying, listen, you guys are being stupid. He's talking about his fake friends who turned on him the same way that one of Jesus' close friends turned on him. You guys wanting to make this about Jews all the time is fucking annoying. Like, it really is. And yeah. so she did that. Yeah. Threw my man, And then yeah, Jamie had to write a post. And I hate that he even did. Where he I mean, didn't, he's just a, he's just a good. And guy. all he said he was, "Listen, I, this is exactly yeah. what I meant. My bad if anybody you know was, was you know." I love the Jewish community. You know, yeah. You know, this a, I was just talking about. Person. I had somebody close to me do something to me that broke broke our trust, which was the uh, intent of this post. Which is I even hate giving Almost this like a, f- a friend that's a coworker then saying that you're anti-Semitic. That's why I hate even attributing this to black people, even though we are the most common to use that quote. Because I feel like all you have to do is have a brain that's working to understand exactly what's going on. Exactly. To understand that we the real Jews. <laughs> I see. Come on, man. Walk with me as Jesus did, bro. You see what I'm talking about? Oh, man. They don't want us to know that we the real Jews. You know what I'm saying? They don't want us to know that, B. They want us to hide forever. But yeah, Jennifer Anderson, please. I hope he so caught her and cussed her the hell out. He ain't got that in him right man, now. Probably, yeah, my man just trying to recover, trying to live his life, trying to be healthy. He's trying to recover. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen of the jerky, it's time for uh, one of our main events today. I'm so glad LA had to miss this. I'm sure in t- from the interior he'd be torn because he knows that if he was on he was on that riverboat area, he'd have been attacked too. <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to differentiate him from, from anybody else. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we all saw what happened in Montgomery. (laughs) Some white people thought that they knew what was going on and they ain't know. They did not know. They did not know. Basically, what happened, we, we all saw what happened. There were some white people doing white people shit. They didn't want to move their boat even though they were trying to get an actual real situation parked for that area. A black security guard said, hey, guys, you got to move your boat. And they said, swastikas, (laughs) and attempted to assault this black man. Little did they know that the greatest black swimmer this side of the Mississippi would lead a revolt and a charge. (laughs) Of like 60 niggas. Out of nowhere, like 2 million niggas pulled up. Right, the million man Shit stomp. Is wild. Yeah, it was the million man stomp for real. You know what I'm saying? That I mean, 
Michael B. Phelps, bro. He was real. What they call him? C murder? That was great. <laughs> um they they basically beat the shit out of these white people, including one man who who brandished a, a chair and began to mollywop anybody with a pigmentation that was not dark. <laughs> um and personally I was here for it. They didn't stop him until he hit a woman. Yeah. It was great. And she was Okay. Talk to these niggas, Sam. Oh man. Fight back, nigga. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. I think the best part about it was the sheer amount of camera angles we got. Oh, there's so many. It was enough to put together production. Like this, you could have you could have edited. I, I'm warning if someone's gonna do this. Like you could cut this as a movie scene. You could put a score to it. You could probably have some people come in and do some a uh, some A and R. Us ADR and uh, do um, you know voice voice acting, so that we can kind of assume what was going on because obviously none of this was enough to co- to collect any um, audio from the fight. But what we got was plenty of audio from the spectators, which was fantastic. And never usually when stuff like this, because I'll be honest with you, when I first saw this stuff going down, I'm thinking, ah, damn, this niggas out here fighting. You'll be honest with us. Is that, is that what you're saying? What'd you say? What'd you say? Because it cut out. What'd <laughs> so what'd, what'd you say? It definitely cut out. So what'd you say? <laughs> what you had said? Because <laughs> it was your cut out. I was saying at first, without knowing any context, I was like, I almost was getting secondhand embarrassment because I was thinking, damn, here we get some some niggas out here fighting. Uh oh. It's not going to be good. How am I going to explain this to the coworkers tomorrow? <laughs> no, you didn't have to, baby. And then as the story emerged, I was like, oh, it's clear who the villains were because the people were telling us, nah, that's what you get. That's what you get. I loved it. There was one lady, I guess, who was on that boat that they were trying to park. Yeah. It was angles from inside with like a restaurant, which was like right there. Somebody was in, like right out the glass. So you saw that lady get hit in HD across the head. It was fantastic. It was lovely. It was beautiful. I loved every second of it, especially as more and more information came out, the less it was bad for the black people. And that's so rare. Yeah. It's usually I, the they try only to turn thing you could say you know, was, brother, you didn't have to hit brother, did you? <laughs> <laughs> she was already down. You won. <laughs> she was on the ground, not even trying to do <laughs> nothing. And that nigga, that nigga came through like, yo, he did not care. He didn't have to hit her in the head. She was subdued at that point. That nigga saw her on the ground and said, <laughs> that nigga came through oh. with the blip and cracked her in the scalp, bro. Just smacking people. And black people have been having fun with this. Perhaps too much fun. We need to be careful. Because I feel like there's always going to be. Oh, absolutely. There's always retribution. There's, 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 of, some level of there's always retribution. It was to the point that, that somebody else got their ass whooped with a chair like in a different state after that. I think so. That was pretty wild, too. But man, that man tossed his hat up in the air as if to say, who the who? And then all of a sudden, everybody came. Everybody came. 
a glorious exhibition, a glorious display of solidarity and uh, Negrodom to stick together against these uh, redneck whites. So I, I know L.A. was torn. He like, ah, damn, I don't know what side. Ah, who do I help? Yeah. He didn't know who to trust in that scenario, bro. He was hurting. He was down bad, you know what I'm saying? But I'm proud of him for realizing that, you know, he got to stick with us. He know who the best side is, you feel me? You and I know who the best side, so. Speaking of solidarity. I'm proud of you, L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we also had a story of one such artist who did not show solidarity with a group of people who she had been a a, a champion for. Uh, we're speaking about none other than the artist known as Lizzo, <laughs> who had been a vocal, oh, who had been vocal and outspoken about fat shaming, about loving yep. people for who they are and what they look like and it was like you know what damn it lizzo we're with you you know down with this whitewashed size zero world let's love all shapes and then secretly she's and quick side note i do love when they do the whole uh they always say like oh you know lizzo is so beautiful until you tell somebody they look like lizzo <laughs> that is funny to me that is funny because it's true. Like if you tell a girl you look like Lizzo, they take it as disrespect. But you, Lizzo, so beautiful. Oh man. Yeah, okay. All right, nigga. Okay. But apparently Lizzo doesn't always feel this way. According to multiple accusers now, because it's starting to rack it's up. Right. So <laughs> starting to pile up on Lizzo to to <laughs> like to to combine and condense all of these accusations. Essentially, a lot of these things. Uh, pretty much surround her being either abusive um, when it comes to working conditions and or abusive when it comes to what's- I'm still here, by yeah, the way, go ahead. The uh, when it comes to what standards of size and physical shape her dancers should be in. Also, there was a second person who was accused and it was, I believe her choreographer I think so, yeah. Who was accused of being too Christian. Uh, I didn't see that one. Apparently, she was, like, like, basically, like, harassing people when it came to, like, them accepting her faith, shaming people for, 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 for engaging in certain lifestyles that were different than hers. Um, I think that, let me see if I can find... And you knew she was guilty when she came out and, and put up a post about how much she loves God. I was like, oh, yeah, she did that. When she I mean, you saying she don't? She didn't, even refute, she didn't even refute the allegations. She just said, you know what? It's just me and Jesus. And we were like, Aria, you definitely, you was definitely yeah. tripping. You was out here wild. Lizzo was out here at, at basketball games with her whole ass out. And you over here all of a sudden now. <laughs> you would have thought. That if you were so, you know, high and mighty that you'd have been like, you know what, Lizzo, the way you kind of roll around, I'm not really with that. I'm going to go ahead and separate myself. But nah, she stuck around. So could you imagine on one end being evangelized to death and then on the other end being told that you eat too much and that you're probably too out of shape to perform in the way that uh, Lizzo needs you to perform? 
when she was notable for having background dancers of all different shapes, which she was ce- celebrated for. And uh, she had a show looking for background yeah. dancers of all different shapes. Like that was her whole vibe. But apparently, it's not the greatest to work with her. But um, I don't know. That's all I got. Negatively. That's all I got. In the <laughs> Negatively, yes. That's all I got in the clip for Lizzo. Well, I mean, it, it was funny. Like, I don't know if you heard all the stories, the whole, oh, she was making folks eat bananas <laughs> out of vaginas in, in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, she did. They did say that one girl, one lady said she, she was forced to, like, grab some some stripper's breasts at a, at a strip club or something like that. Like, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. It was A lot weird. of sexual stuff. And, and, and more people have come out, like, of course, this is how it always goes. You know, one person comes out and then the floodgates open up and everybody's got something to say. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's getting nasty out here for the lizard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's getting nasty, Lizzo. You might want to fight back. You know what I'm saying? Fight back, nigga. Well, she put out a little a little claim, a little thing, but it wasn't really like it. It kind of seemed hollow. And didn't didn't she have a song out where she talks about where she kind of referred to um, like NDAs or somebody, some lawsuit or something? And she was kind of getting, like, it was a song that came out prior, and then, like, the timing of it, people were going back to it, and it seemed to be referring to stuff that was hap- that's been happening now, but I don't know. Uh, we'll yeah, see. I did. It's, uh, she had a song about, like, some, some, some type of shit like that. I don't know about food. Um, <laughs> I don't know, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Something about eating. Oh, eating. man. You know, something like that. I don't know. I, I just want Lizzo to just look in the mirror and realize this is an indictment on herself if anything if this stuff is true do i think it's true i don't fucking know who am i to say <laughs> but <laughs> but uh i mean i do think she tried to make somebody eat a banana out of a vagina though I, I believe that wholeheartedly i think she was into that i think that was all her baby um i don't think lizzo is going to get in any trouble for this I don't even think her reputation is going to take that much of a ding for this, if anything. I mean, she should just revel in it more. She should just start eating more on stage, like, ravenously. You know what I mean? Like, she should just start ravenously. Like, yeah, just, like, doing it more and then, like, calling people fat while she does it. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But also, I don't care. I think you. Speaking of other artists that I don't really care about, Neo. No. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, Neo is out here saying stuff. I, this is a touchy one right here. We gotta be, we gotta be real okay, careful okay. on this one. Look, sometimes, uh-huh. how do I say this the best way? Sometimes, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Look, listen. Sometimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. Is, is that is that a good lead into this? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like in, in our current day and age, there are a lot of people fighting and advocating for the rights of all different groups of people. That is correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think what has then happened, because a lot of this are a lot of these are just like offshoots of the civil rights movement. Like a lot of these different groups have just kind of taken their cue from how we got out, got some of our liberation and they were using it the same. And the fact that no person who is sane and not hateful would have been against 
what black folks wanted. And so the assumption is that any group of people that's fighting for some rights, that those rights should be given to them equally, clearly, and without any pushback. Now, Correct. what has happened is some of this stuff has led to conversations about who should be having certain rights, certain choices, certain autonomy, some of which I think should be up to debate. But in order to have that debate, I think you need to be a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more... A little bit more nuanced. Yeah, a little bit more tactful. Subject. Yeah. yeah. One of which... You can't be the yeah. man who wrote Sexy Love. Yes. One of which has to be, or the man who was, who literally wrote a song f- fighting back about being accused of being addicted to sex. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> he literally has a, he <laughs> opens an, he opens, I... he opens an album <laughs> where the hook says, no, I am not, I am not addicted to sex. I am not addicted to sex. <laughs> But if you stay, stay with, with me, me <laughs> girl, I guarantee you just might behave. You might be. You might become addicted to the sex. If you if you hanging around me, Mr. Not Addicted to Sex. Anyways, what we what 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 conversation is going around, of course, is the conversation about gender flu, fluidity, fluidity and yes, identity fluidity. And and at what age should a child be able to, to be fully autonomous, to make a clear, edu- educated choice? And I, I don't think we want to have that debate right here. Absolutely. But not. Neo wanted to have that debate. With Gloria Velez. Yes. Video vixen of legend, yes. by the way. Legendary video vixen. Shout out to Gloria Velez. If you don't know her, you've probably heard her name in a lyric. You couldn't get oil on her legs. <laughs> putting oil on her legs like she's Gloria Velez. You couldn't get by. Classic lyric. But that song is one of the most chatty patty songs of all time. Just another reason why game is a weirdo, bro. Mad because Vita Gary didn't want to give him no pussy. Oh man. But uh I will you talk more about that. Cause I don't know as much about, about the Garrett? original po- no the original <laughs> post. Cause all I, most I really saw more about him, ref- like debunking the apology that was put out by his publicist. Well, I mean, he basically said like, "Yo, like I don't think that." A ch- well, he's like basically saying like, "Where are the roles of the parents?" You know what I'm saying? When I can- when I was growing up, a man was a man and a woman was a woman. You know, he was doing all that type of shit. But then went into the whole, you know, where at what point did we allow thinking it's okay for a kid who's like six and five and six years old to be like, hey, if I'm a woman, like a boy, be like, I'm a woman. Like, that's way too young to be trying to make that kind of decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just and I'm like, okay, you sounded stupid to start. See, that I was a problem. Understand the, what you're trying to say. The problem is you opened half. up. You opened up with the man is a man, woman is a woman. Because then yeah, now we you know where you're. With the, with the fuck. Yeah, because now we know where you're coming from. But I could say this, I think, safely as the father of three, at least at this point, male uh, uh, male boys. <laughs> at least, mm-hmm. you know, so far as I know. Yeah. These niggas aren't that smart. <laughs> and a lot of what they do, and this is the case for most kids, is heavily influenced by their parents. Okay. And I that's, could see a true. scenario in which a parent 
could push certain ideals because we've seen it on their kids, mm-hmm. but that but that that can also go the other way. I have a cousin that happened to. And so, for example, my second kid, when he was younger, he used to call all articles of clothes. He used to call them dresses. Can I can I wear can I wear the dress? And what we didn't realize is what he was saying was, is like you like you get dressed. And so he was using the verb as a description of all articles of clothing. Because then I was like, oh, what do you want to wear? And then he grabbed a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. And then Mm -hmm. so we realized, okay. And now what we could have said is, oh, okay, you want to wear a dress? And we could have went to the store and bought a bunch of dresses and put them in dresses. And then he would have went up to think, oh, yeah, I can wear a dress. This is what it's about. And so that, I think, you know, kind of can can cause some confusion. So the question as to whether or not a kid can make that choice or should make that choice or at what age a kid should make that choice, I think it's up to debate. But Neil going full <laughs> full Mr. off Nasty the man. full off the rails with yeah. it is like uh, we don't believe you a as a man is a man as a woman is a woman yeah. and a stripper is a stripper and that's why I left my wife for a stripper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah fucking clown shoes all right yeah but neo just just shut the fuck up just that's the whole thesis just shut up you, nobody needs to hear your opinion on gender related topics pretty much all right i think that's it on neo <sighs> yeah no i ain't got nothing else on neo big dog um but i like his first album to... oh is that oh jesus his first two albums yeah. are probably classics i yeah. ain't gonna hold you uh, so so shout out to those first two albums and not the nigga that made them. Uh, so because <laughs> he wrote, he, he's written a lot of hits. Yeah, he wrote a, he wrote "Let Me Love You" for Mario, who also did some yeah. stupid shit. Irre, I believe ir- uh, "Irreplaceable" for Beyonce. Um, that is correct. Unfaithful yes. by Rihanna. I want to say he wrote some hits. That is correct. Yes, yes. That nigga wrote for Marilyn Manson. He's written for everybody. Yeah. Um, but speaking of writers, hip hop just turned fifty years old on August eleventh, the same day the Cam is outside officially released. Go get that now. Um, fifty years of hip hop, and it was funny. I was listening to a podcast with Torre. You know who Torre is, writer? Yeah, journalist. He had Bomani Jones and Mike Smith on there, and it's just the the disconnecting as you go through eras is crazy because they were like, "Who's the 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 goat to you?" You know, Bomani Jones. My answer is always big KRS One. It's like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Smith was like Black Thought and Torre was like Jay-Z and then they got into this they went into like a whole hour's worth of debate about different rappers and things that we, we don't have to do obviously yeah. Uh, but yeah what what is your stance on hip hop now that it is officially 50 years old man I've never been a hippity hip hoppity hop type guy so I don't even know if I could I don't really have that much criticism about how rap is now because I feel like there's always been whack rap or gimmicky rap. I just think uh-huh. because the way to be heard publicly was a little bit more gatekept and that you kind of had to go through certain channels. We kind of got that stuff filtered. But yeah. I mean, listen, this song is a classic, but we grew up on a song that said, girls, shake that Laffy Taffy. I don't want to say grew up. They call me, I mean, we we me Bubblegum. I miss her Chico, Chico Stick. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, 
Because you, you so thick. thick. Girls call me Jolly Rancher because I stay so Girl, hard. So you can suck can me for a long time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The man was painting a picture. <laughs> How you going to hate on him? Because it's not. But I don't know. But what I will stuff. say is I've always been a Jay-Z is the GOAT type guy. Because I've always felt that the combination of skill, the skill, yeah, skill and re- skill and relevance, I think should always be celebrated. I get it, you know. Sure, there are people who rap better than Jay Z. That's fine, but how many of them guys are still relevant today and have spanned four decades? A lot of these guys, they're you know, yeah. It really depends on what you're looking for when it comes to debating a good. Of course. And it also different from your perspective because you might ask some people who they be- who they think the best rappers are and they might come up with a list of 20 rappers and they may not say a name like Lupe Fiasco because that's just not what they're looking for. And so they were on crack. Yeah, yeah no Lupe's name never even was mentioned in the discussion which annoyed me. And depending on who you're talking to Eminem might be number 1, he might be number 30. So it, it's all different. And we all saw, I think Complex did a top 50 uh, uh, New York, New York rappers. rappers. Ice yeah, Spice was on number 50. And there yeah, were some very so glaring cool. omissions. Okay. And so it, it, I think it depends on who you are. And I think that's kind of maybe the, this might be a cop-out answer, but that might I think that's kind of the beauty of the culture is there's so much for you depending on who you are but there has always been that divide between do you want to make is it is it one mic or is it uchi wally is it uchi wally wally or is it one mic listen when nas when nas when nas did the math in one mic i was like oh my god this fan's a genius jesus died at 833 <laughs> half of that he did the whole other oh this is crazy but also i'm never playing one mic i never listen to one mic either yeah i'm never gonna press play on that voluntarily I'm going to put on Uchi Wally 10 times out of 10 before I play one mic. But it just depends on what you're looking for. You know, are you a, are you a, are you a, uh, a Cole guy? Are you a Drake guy? Are you a Kendrick guy? I don't know. I like, I feel all, like the Cole and Kendrick guys. I like all three. On the same bucket. Yeah, kind of. Kind yeah, but Bomani Jones said he, he, he can give you two uh, Cube albums better than anything Kendrick's ever done, in his opinion. Because he doesn't value, he doesn't intrinsically, intrinsically value being complicated or being technical he feels like if you if i have to listen to you two three times just to get your message you probably failed as your message i tend to agree to an extent although i don't think someone should be dinged for being intellectual in their raps to the point where the average low iq person can't understand like why is that my fault yeah if i got to give you nursery rhyme raps just for you to get it there's a level of complexity that's that is is acceptable to all and then there's some that's just kind of go above and beyond to make you go you see what i did there yeah stupid motherfucker (laughs) yeah so it's called a triple entendre nigga you know what i'm saying and and yeah you know so it's interesting man 50 years of hip-hop there's so many different levels to it now the competitive nature still seems to be alive but we you know we gotta we just gotta be nicer to our our elder statesmen yeah even though hip-hop is just by nature is just this radicalized very uh brash and we also need to stop being mad at how this generation of rappers is we gotta stop doing that too if if anything i wish that there was more of a connection the same way you see it in like sports where although every once in a while you have some old head talking about how basketball nowadays ain't whatever and i'm like all right shut up but for the most part you know 
most of the young guys respect the greats and the old the old guys, yeah. and they kind of champion. I mean, even last night, well, I don't know when we're going to get this, but, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he brought up Allen Iverson and said, hey, I wore my sleeve because of him. I wore number three because of him. And so you like to see that. I would wish we, we would see more of that, you know, in rap. Although from what, what's been said, Jay-Z seems to be pretty big at that. As far as reaching out to the younger guys, I think even um, uh, Conway the Machine, even in his last uh, album, talks about like a whole conversation he had with Jay Z, which is dope because Jay Z doesn't yeah, have yeah. Jay Z can be Jay Z has earned the 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 the, the to be that type of guy to be like none of you young niggas can mess with me. But really, it seems like he's kind of opened himself he's up to, to a those degree guys. yeah accessible yeah. you know what i mean i mean there the was that who told j cole i don't want that shit when he tried to give yeah him and there was that auto-tune time where he was kind of like against death of the whole death you know, auto-tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. i'm glad that that didn't last for too long because <sighs> get off Man, my lawn really do like we like, don't want those guys i really do feel like that affected t-pain for no reason yeah t-pain ain't deserve yeah. that because <laughs> t-pain was, i might wear black for years straight yeah. I might bring back Versace shades. <laughs> Nigga, just rap. <laughs> just rap. Please just rap. But yeah. Nigga was so radicalized for no reason. <laughs> just Jay, nobody relax. told him to be mad. Jay-Z, come. Like, your calm homie down. just came out with an 808s and Heartbreak album, but you mad at T-Pain. You T-Pain and too go, much. Go run the Nets. Ow! Go, go make the Nets yeah. a winning team, please. <laughs> Didn't have it under his watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, and speaking of, of internal beefs and squabbles, we had a TDE issue, which we needed to talk about the state of TDE a little bit here as, as, as musical. I fans. just have TDE one question. Oh, go right ahead. Did, do you think that, do you think that this, that this, did Kenny leave for a reason? Like, do you think that maybe he saw that, you know, it's getting a little dusty over here. That he was not your savior. Yeah, and let me go ahead and do this. Get this PG Lang off. Rolly gang, yeah. Rolly gang, Rolly. That's gang. my one question. PG Lang fool. Because he didn't go out. Uh, he didn't go out slandering. He didn't go out putting nobody out. But it makes you wonder: Did he see? Because him and uh, what is his name, Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Free. They, he left. Well, he's with him too. So it makes me wonder: Like, did they see some writing writing on the wall and thought, you know, let's jump jump ship? And what we're starting to see now. Because what didn't they like drop Absol's album like a week after Scissors album and like gave it almost no push and I'm like what are we doing here something something along those lines like somewhere in that general area yeah, yeah it was like that strange well here's the thing to always keep in mind though here's the other thing to keep in mind SZA is signed to TDE and RCA so she's on major oh, okay TDE is like a subsidiary yeah. right Absol Reason I want to say Rayvon them niggas is just signed to TDE. So they don't have like that backing yeah. of a of a major label too. Kendrick, I believe, had the Interscope ties. I believe he was partially signed with them too. If I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. There. Uh, SZA, you know, Doge, even Dochi, she's signed with a major. I want to say Isaiah is just TDE, but I could be wrong as well. The problem I see here is, and for those who don't know, Reason is an artist on TDE, and uh, he's been on there since the Black Panther soundtrack. He signed with TDE. He's never released a full-length album with TDE, but everybody's been waiting for it. He's been talking about it. He's always wanted to put out. You can tell he's wanted to put out music, and yeah. I know people around him. He's wanted to put out music. They, you know, they just kind of... TDE does this. They did this with SZA. They did this with AB. They, they be trying to make niggas, you know, really be out here damn near on Twitter begging to put their music out and shit. 
so we get reasons albums coming out it came out this past friday on the 11th called porches and he was on back on fig which is a show that's hosted by t-rail and, and mac watt from tde and they called in i'm sorry musa called in now here's the crazy thing musa is now the president of tde yes who succeeded day free right Musa also is the man who signed Reason and is Reason's manager last time I checked. So he calls in while Reason is on because Reason had just previously did an interview with Peter Rosenberg where he stated that he would put out more music if the label allowed him to. Yep. And this man Musa felt the need to get on there and start saying like, yo, you, you on these podcasts with people who don't even can't even name 10 of your songs. You know, you only on here because you with TDE. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the label holding you back, blah, blah, blah. And it was a really messy, like 10 minute conversation where it's almost like he's putting down his own artists that he helped sign, especially coming from a point of nepotism where you're only in the position you're in because your dad is top. His dad is top dog. Yep. So it's like, why are you coming out here and doing getting extra and then clearly becoming off as defensive in a public platform with reason while he's trying to promote a project that you hope will be successful for CDE, which they are promoting that well. Yep. Why even do that? And then Punch comes out the next day and says, like, we got to stop doing the whole the labels holding me back thing. We let artists put out music whenever they want. Punch, you're full of shit. You and all you get out of here with your room full of mirrors bullshit. You're full of shit. <laughs> you're full of shit. These artists, they are not allowed to put out music whenever they want. Reason would have put out a bunch of shit by now if he could have. Scissor would have had her albums out way sooner if you if you guys would have allowed her to put the shit out. Yeah. We watched you argue with her about not being able to put the album out on Twitter, nigga. You're yep. not stupid punch so like quit acting stupid and this is not just because me and punch had an argument on on uh clubhouse on clubhouse one time <laughs> because he said that kendrick was lyrically better than lupe and i called him crazy and told him he was sick in the head and i'll tell him that again to his face nigga you fucking you crazy you stupid as hell for that uh anyway yes TDE, you look crazy right now. <laughs> Kendrick was the backbone. I know I know Q is the album is done. He's supposed to be coming soon. The rock single that we talked about it hasn't really gotten any traction, surprisingly to me. I thought it would. I thought it would pick I thought it would carry, but it didn't. I did too. Because Lotto's Lotto's been running. So I thought maybe with that Lotto burn. Lotto's been running. There's still some carryover from, you know, the the, the silk sonic yeah. shit with, with Pac. And it's and it's and it's a strip it's like a strip club club joint, which, you know, as Tiger usually goes crazy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that nigga done made a career off that shit so yeah no um i i'm kind of surprised by that but they need to get it together man because they went from like one of those labels to really just falling off a cliff bro and it's it's it's, upset, it's upsetting to see it really is yeah but rolly gang rolly gang do? rolly gang pg lang fool <laughs> she's hot <laughs> top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Let's get this so, shit. So top of the morning. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is officially the time. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Shout out to the guy Nobby in. Oh, shit, nigga. Big, My nigga big Nobby, time, man. big time placement. He had four, he said Nobby he had four in. joints on the Reason album, too, right? Yeah, he's got a few. He fucks with him. Reason fucks with him heavy. So, yeah, he not only is Nobby and he was just on. Basically, if you listen to the song Telekinesis on the new Travis Scott album, Utopia, that is pretty much all Nobby and basically. Yep. It's all keys. And Nobby did all the keys on that featuring Future and SZA. And that album's number one in the country. So, shout out to Nobby. And then, of course, he did like four records on the Reason joint, the Porsche's album. 
Go get that. And of course, he did like five joints on my yeah. shit. You feel me? <laughs> five out of the nine, Nobby and Grace, those two. So he ain't doing nothing but hot shit out here. You feel me? Shout out to my brother, Nobby. That nigga in Greece right now at a wedding. Uh, shout out to Nobby and knowing he flying back right after that wedding over. <laughs> shout out to my nigga, Nobby, man. For real, for real. And now, the time you've all been waiting for. Shit! Why is this thing? <laughs> Wait, I think I deleted the wrong one. <laughs> I gotta add it back, but I can't add it right now. This nigga deleted the wrong one. It's entertainment oh time. My God. Oh man. Oh, these niggas. Ah! Oh. I'm trying. God knows I'm trying. All right, man, look. Entertainment time. LA's like, I step away one day. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, Entertainment time. What do you want to talk about first, man? We got a few things on the docket that we can discuss. I mean, do we have to go deep into who cloned Tyrone? Do we even talk about it at all? I'm just wondering. I, I don't remember us talking about it at all. That's why I even put it down. Uh, not really. If you want to go deep into it, I mean, I, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who uh, who loves it the way everybody else did anyway. So then, should we save it for LA? <laughs> Does LA love it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Look, who cloned who Tyrone was solid, man. Yeah, <laughs> side, no, side, as a movie, solid. Shout out to Jamie yeah. Foxx. Shout out to John Boyega. Yeah. I can't forget yeah. the rest of the rest of the cast. I, I feel bad. I forget the woman's name. Well, I'll say job, this. Bro. I will say I, I'm I'm excited about like this kind of like recent influx of like the um, Afro surrealism style of filmmaking. You know, because yeah. I'm tired of. I'd rather th- I'd rather ten of these than another slavery movie. I'll be honest with you. I don't want no more slavery movies. Listen, I love it. Nah, but Will said Emancipation wasn't a slavery movie. <laughs> All right, it was a freedom movie. Listen, tears rise. I love, I Life love a good, cr- I love a good crime movie. Cam's favorite movie is a crime movie. I mean, we all love crime movies, but I don't need to see more inner city black youths. <laughs> I mean, come on. So I, I like. No, yeah, my favorite movies are crime movies, not hood movies. Because hood well, movies. There you go. Well, okay, so let's make that distinction you know I mean? of hood movies and crime yeah. movies. And so I like this new wave. So shout out to them. And let me say this, get this guy, because I don't want to mess him up, the director, young brother. Oh, yeah, I saw him on a podcast. I, I didn't know he was that young. Yeah. He wrote and directed it. So I got to give him his love. Ju- Ju- also, Jewel, Jewel Taylor. Jewel Taylor. Jewel Taylor. And what was her name? Get the her cast name, was. Shout out to John Kevin Sutherland reliving his hatred days. <laughs> basically, John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, Tiana Paris. There it is, yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, David Allen Greer, Tamborella Perry, Eric B. Robinson. You know, so 
a, a, a hella black, hella black cast. And so I think the only white person in it. Well, there's like two white, couple people, white right? people. Shout out to shout out to shout out to Kiefer. Shout out to Kiefer. And the two white dudes with afros. That's a well, funny name. Two white dudes with afros. Kiefer. 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 One of my favorite producers. Name. Yeah, this is a long. This is a long that uh, uh, LA uses term. He well, he he referenced this movie uh, like um, uh, what was that movie with the dude with the big teeth? Why can't? <laughs> I mean, Eddie Griffin. Yeah. Undercover, Undercover brother. brother. <laughs> he just got every time he opens his mouth, like I get distracted because he has big teeth. Like Undercover Brother, Black Dynamite, like I that. Did not see that coming. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's got big teeth. I'm just saying, I just didn't see yeah. it coming. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying, I didn't see it coming. I just didn't see it coming. He's funny as hell. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't, I didn't not like it. Um, may, it pr- no, yeah, I, I just, I'm not as enamored with it as a lot of people are. It probably didn't I, help that I had watched movie. it right after I watched um, Oppenheimer. It wasn't fair. <laughs> I watched, I watched it in between Oppenheimer and Barbie, and so. Yeah. I was kind of still really hard to recover when you come. I was kind of still high off uh, Killian Murphy. So, uh, but yeah, high off that Killian, you're done though, eh? Yeah, but shout out to it. It seemed to have gotten some uh, a, a pretty good amount of uh, acclaim in the way, yeah. and hopefully this will allow him to be able to do more stuff. That would that would be dope. Because usually you need something that's that at least gets into the zeitgeist. And then somebody says, all right, hey, you want to do something else? And then so hopefully he gets the opportunity to do more stuff. Because I believe this is his diet. Yes, his he's got it. He's done a couple of short films. This is his but this is his his, his, his movie. Yeah. Yep. yeah, his feature film debut. So shout out to him. Shout out to the cast. Black as hell. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx out here. The clone Jamie Foxx. Here comes according Jamie to the Fox. according to the the woke here the woke whites. It's funny how they did that and it played right into the movie. Yeah. Did they clone Jamie Foxx? Yeah. It's like, well, it's funny you say that cuz <laughs> this movie is about fucking clones. So, who knows? So Cam, you saw Talk to Me. I haven't seen it yet. I'm still planning on I seeing see it, but me, yeah. on a on a scale from 1 to scary, how scary is it? On a scale of one to scary, what's one? I'm interested. One in is like one not scary at all. Like, why are we here? Give me a movie. What's a movie that you think? Is oh, not don't scary put me on the all. spot like that. Oh, I'm fucking doing yeah. it, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I would say to Exorcist, but you haven't seen the Exorcist. <laughs> I will not watch it. I listened to the podcast about it. That is a classic movie. That movie is really crazy, but it's you know it's great, and it's and it's stood the test of time. A lot of movies. Especially old horror movies don't age very well. That movie is is aged fantastically. Not gonna be able to do it. Uh, <laughs> so if I had a, so like the Boogeyman, the Boogeyman's a one. Okay, that's and good. So it's, it's I almost it's considered like, that more of a thriller than horror, but I'm with you. I get it. The original book, the one from the early 2000s. Yeah, that movie was fucking ass. Yeah. Um, I still remember renting that and going, what is this shit? I could watch this at midnight in an empty house, dark. Yeah. Uh, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Jeepers Creepers isn't scary. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> the song was creepy. Yeah. Uh, I would give this like, and this is not an indictment on the movie. Because the movie like can still two. be good, but you know, it's like a two. It's not scary. Um, it's it's not really the scares are they're supposed to be there. There's so, it's more unnerving than scary. Okay. It has unsettling things in it, but it's not like, oh, wow, that fucked me up. But it does have unsettling things in the movie. 
uh, centers around a girl. I believe her name is like Mia. She's black. It's in Australia, so how black is that? Uh, but um, <laughs> centers around her. She's going through some grief in her own life and begins hanging out with this group of kids who have this embalmed hand that allows them to connect with spirits from beyond. And a whole lot of wackiness ensues. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the, the gist of the plot. They've already been greenlit for a sequel. I don't know how I feel about that. This is by the Filippo brothers who used to be, used to do like action stuff on YouTube. Uh, they're twins. I think I don't think they're twins, but they are brothers. And then they decided they wanted to get into horror. So this is kind of like also following the vein of the guy who did, uh... oh, wow. And I really like that movie. Barbarian. Yeah. He was more in the comedic field and he jumped into horror and I loved Barbarian. Well, even, even, uh, uh Peel. Peel as well, him. Yeah. Peel, Jordan Peele, it's a, it's the... it's 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 not a crowded lane. You don't really think of horror and think, oh wow, the great the great horror directors. You know, you don't really think about that. And so, you know, like Hit- Hitchcock ran that lane, but then after that, like you can't really think of anybody who like notoriously makes thriller. Maybe you can get into Fincher, but that's more thriller uh, kind of. I mean, Zodiac is a pretty damn trippy movie. Um, same with Seven, but you know, that's kind of an open lane for someone who wants to run in it and kind of make quality stuff. But right now, Peel's got it. So, you know, who knows? Let's see. I feel like if, you, if you're good at comedy, that could translate well. Because I feel like comedy and horror aren't too dissimilar. But, you know, I feel like you have a good sense of humor. You have a good sense of horror. You would assume so. I would think. Yes. <laughs> because comedy, comedy so. plays along that line of, like, weird things happening. And like strange scenarios, and I think if you flip it, give it a green tint, and turn the lights off, then you know it becomes a horror movie. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. Eh. I mean, I don't think this needed a sequel, but you know, the fuck do I? That's know, why right? bad horror movies are usually funny. That's also true. Definitely not on purpose. <laughs> um, let's talk about something else that wasn't funny on purpose: <laughs> the Hillsong documentary. <laughs> So you finished it. I feel like it. we're really late. Yeah, I finished it. I feel like we're really late to this, too. No, yeah, this has like been out for old, a while. Right? This one's actually been out Has for a it? while. Okay. I had a friend, Maybe I want to say maybe at least a year, but I had a friend hit me up. He's like, Ayo, look, I try to, I, I used to stay away from a lot of the religious documentaries. I try to, but I ended up getting sucked into it anyway. But a buddy of mine was like, yo, you need to get into this. And he was like, because what's going to happen is you're going to watch it, and around episode two or three, it's going to have the wildest turn. And I was like, all right. <laughs> So I'm watching it, and we're hearing about this pastor. For those of you who don't know, Hillsong. Well, most people probably heard of, if you did hear of Hillsong, you heard of the music before you heard of this church because they were doing numbers. And in some cases, like in the early 2010s, and they were doing numbers. Like there wasn't, there, you know, there were churches all across America that were singing their songs, mostly, you know, white churches that had like the bands with like a bunch of guitars, and, you know. Uh, yeah, apparently, like the hill, and even like the original guy from Hillsong who did the music is like damn near goaded in. Yeah, so it was Christian it was music, big with me. So most people got introduced Christ to Christ is God. Yeah, yeah. So most of the people who got into the church got into it via the music, and so this documentary kind of touches on the pastor of the New York plant of this church and how he was targeting Carl yeah, Lentz. Carl, yeah, he was he was he was targeting. 
uh, Coral. A, a certain demographic and doing pretty well at it. They were having like four or five services they were talking about. And they're like, sometimes. Oh, that nigga was, business yeah, was a booming. They were like, their nine o'clock service at night, they were like turning away hundreds of people, which is kind of insane. But uh, like like what hap- what seems to happen with most pastors, some type of infidelity was afoot. And um, what this causes is a bunch of um, reporters to kind of dig deeper because typically you hear about pastors having some being unfaithful. You know, these are guys that are given a lot of power. They're on a platform and therefore they people are attracted to them. People come to the go to these places. They hear these guys who speak well who speak things yeah. to them that and they makes usually them, have a good amount of magnetism. Yeah. And know? again, you, you might be feeling a certain way and you go to church and this guy makes you feel good when he talks and, oh, he happens to be easy on the eyes. And then he becomes a target for women throwing themselves at him. Maybe men too. Damn it. You know, throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Why do they keep saying he was tall though? Wasn't he like five nine? I don't know. He didn't look tall. To me. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't know. He kept saying this tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, He's t- wore them skinny ass jeans so his legs look longer maybe. <laughs> and so... uh <laughs> Yeah. So then, but they were like, "Hey, usually when pastors do this, they just kind of like say, hey, it's okay,' and they cover it and goes on. Why are they? Why do they seem to be crucifying this guy? Because they were, they were blasting him. And then so they started uh-huh. to dig deeper, and apparently there were roots to this that went down to Australia, which is the origin of the Hillsong Church, and the cradle of Hillsong civilization. And there was a, a rape and. Abuse. There's a lot of child, child molestation, molestation in this documentary. Like, Jesus. Yeah, a lot of child molestation. The, listen, like, this man cheated on his wife in the wildest ways you can. And by episode three, you were thinking, hey, he's not that bad of a guy. <laughs> he's okay. You know what? He cheated on his wife, and he's a solid dude. Especially when cheated you cheated on his wife with the nanny. And then you're like, And oh, that's not well, even was... that's not even the tenth worst thing that's happened. Yeah, that's once you get the, it gets to the end of the doc and you forget why he got fired. <laughs> Look, without even like, what did nigga do? without even getting all the way into it, there was a kid that said, "Hey, this guy's been touching me inappropriately," and he was punched in the face by another pastor who said, "Listen, you don't get out of don't it. speak about that man like that." A kid got punched in the face. <laughs> but this is on Hulu. Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's a four-part documentary. Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Um, yeah, each episode was like an hour too. Yeah. I thought I thought I was going to like a one-hour doc, and they said, "Nah." Nah, you no. Nah, you're there. You're there. <laughs> I also watched. Uh, did you watch the underrated doc about Steph Curry? I didn't. It's a, it's one of the ones on the doc. Should I keep it on the doc? <laughs> should I should I keep it slow? I keep it it's, on the. It's queue? a little. I like it want, starts cool because okay. it, it takes you from his childhood to high school to college while simultaneously talking about that 2022 season when they win the title. But it just kind of rushes along. At My the question, end. I was going to wonder, did it seem sanitized? What do you mean by sanitized? Like, usually when a guy is a, is involved in his own documentary, it's mm-hmm. it's the reason the Magic, doc, the Magic Johnson documentary didn't fly and the Last Dance documentary did. Like, even though... Okay, are you like, did they not talk about his struggles? Yeah, like, even though MJ was on it, they got into what all these singles was doing, and so it made it a very riveting documentary, whereas Magic didn't really get into the depth of what he was doing with all of these women. It was mostly about his upbringing coming in. Like, it was cool. Like, the, especially the, the, tar- the parts of him talking about how even back in high school, he was running across Bird, and so, like, so that part, as a basketball fan, was fun. But it never got deep where you wanted it to get deep. And so I was wondering, does this documentary kind of feel safe? 
You know what I mean? I mean, it's tough to say. Plus, he's a he seems to be proof. a he be, seems to be a stand up yeah, guy too. He sanitized his. He's whole kind life. of a boring so, guy like, from that standpoint. Yeah, so. there's not like there's no this like ain't Draymond with Steph Curry. This ain't a Draymond yeah, doc. <laughs> this, there's no Steph Curry scandal. Like, you true. know what I mean? So there was only so much. It was mostly just he's small. He talks about how he struggled. It's like, oh, his first game he struggled. He had like 13 turnovers first game in college. Yeah. And then his second game he had 30. Yeah. So it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Everything he did, it just kind of kept going up and up and up. Yeah. So it basically takes you through high school, like through his li- being a little kid, through high school, through college, while simultaneously showing them struggle in the 2022 season. People think they were going to win shit. And then it just jumps to him saying he's leaving Davidson, and then it just goes right back to the, the pros, and it just shows them just running to the championship, like, just super fast. Like, yeah. So it wasn't that great. Um, what I did watch that I found very entertaining was the new one told about Johnny Manziel. Okay, I need to tap into that. I need to tap yeah. into that. That's on the list. Yeah. That's on the list. That's a good one. Put that one above the Steph that's Curry. That's on the night, list. That, I'll say the one thing that was wild because you talking about the lows. Well, you were talking about how like the BBC was the only one to like actually look into the little Tay thing. Well, they I, I just saw a clip, I guess, where they talked about how essentially it was a rumor that Johnny Manziel's family came from money. Like they just didn't have money like that. But they kind of they talk about that in the doc. Yeah, yeah, I saw a clip, and then everybody mm-hmm. talked about it. You see Skip Bayless talking about his family comes from oil money, yeah. and like niggas didn't vet this at all. His his, his friend popu- his friend populated that yeah. story that he was that was like his manager. That's how you can get away with saying this man was illegally taking money in college. So yeah, you like well yeah, not illegally, uh, but against college rules. You know what I mean? So. Oh no, it was legal. oh it was illegal. I, mean, oh. I mean because of the, well, I mean it was illegal as far as because of the college rules. He was getting yeah. like thirty thousand dollars to do autographs. Nice, like autograph sessions and shit. Nice. Like, yeah, to me I was like, hey, let's go, nigga. But yeah. <laughs> but you know how college is. But yeah, just seeing the whole story about how he grew up and how he went to like this really strict like military like high school. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as that Johnny football shit got popping, win or lose, we booze. That was him, baby. That was him. He was out here wilding, bro. So. It was interesting seeing that doc, and they didn't really hide much. They don't really discuss what happened with his ex girlfriend, the one that put the restraining order against him. They kind of, they kind of just let you build your own imagination. Yeah, he probably put hands on her. Uh, but yeah, no, that that was a great documentary. I suggest watching that if you can. So we're talking who cloned Tyrone? Go watch that. I think all of these you mm-hmm. should watch. Talk to me. You should watch. I need to watch. Well, first, what you should do. Is you need to rewatch Oppenheimer. Yes. If you haven't watched it a second time. <laughs> then you can go watch Ninja Turtles, because I've heard nothing but good things about Ninja yes. Turtles. Uh, would you like any moments to talk about that at all? You want to wait for LA? You know, LA. Yeah, let's wait for LA, because I know LA wants to. dick probably yeah. rock hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that nigga turning pink. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we got. I've heard now we're hearing the Blue Beetle's supposed to be good. I'm going to go watch it next week, man. I don't know why, but I'm going to go. Um. I feel like there's nothing else really coming down the pipe right now, right? Not really. We got, I mean, we, we just got like, Killer. Not until October. Killer of the Flower October Moon, and we got Dune, I think, in November. I think Dune's getting pushed back, Where is right? it? I don't know. Well, because I heard that, like, the, because the, there was a report about how it and not um, Cap- the, the Marvels are going to get all the IMAX theaters, and apparently they haven't heard anything about a schedule change, so I don't know. I think officially now it still has the same date, but they might push it because it's going to get scarce next year. So they might try to save their big drop for a year when it ain't going to be nothing dropping. So we'll see. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and of course, go see Mission Impossible if you didn't watch it. Why y'all doing time like this, man? Why y'all got time out here struggling with a great movie? 
Come on, man. Getting outdone by the by the fake, the fake <laughs> Christian 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 by the Paola Christian movie. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't do my guy like that. Especially he loved the cinema. He loves the cinema. Go to the cinema and you know, exactly. watch Tom. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, Antonio, tell the people <laughs> where they can find you. Huh? Where can they find you? Uh, hey, much love to LA. Uh, hope everything's okay. Sending my best. No disrespect, because yeah. I don't know that nigga. They can find me at A. Devon Johnson everywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, man. I'm on threads now. Hey. I'm just kidding. I'm on threads. I don't do nothing on threads. But yeah, shout out to my guy LA. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you're gonna get through that stint. You know, three hots and a cop, baby. Um, you can find me finding out ways to promote this project, even though I text Antonio like, "Yo, when you trying to film?" And this nigga left me on red <laughs> for three days. Uh, find me at Cam Archer on all platforms, and you can find me in prison, locked up. Talking about do the right thing <laughs> at L dot A dot underscore GFC on all platforms. Or is the is IZ? I don't know. G Shock 23. That nigga's a fucking child. He got the IZ. Is. <laughs> Yo, grow up. <laughs> oh, man. Nigga, nigga, grow up. Oh, my God. Uh, you fucking monkey. Okay, you want to do you want me to do it? Oh, uh, it's always <laughs> nice to be good, but it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. <laughs> we out! <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, what a loser. <laughs>